What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 86 this week. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Got a lot of stuff jam-packed into this episode. <laughs> it's a huge episode. You would think it was like a, the 100th episode. I know, I mean, right? But man. Know, right? Of course we're talking Netflix, Disney, 21st Century Fox, and so much more. Goodness, we like... There's around 30 stories for industry news this yeah, week. Yeah, it just seemed like everything broke this week. Like, yeah. all kinds of stuff. It was wild, man. It Big was announcements, wild. like, everywhere, man. It, Definitely. It's, but... Definitely. And our guest this week, we have a special guest, Emmy Award winner, Jake Hunter, is coming on the show to talk about yeah. his career and to bring a little insight on what it was like being an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry, and he passes on a little advice for the other up-and-comers trying to break into it because we all know it's about advice and try, just trying to make it, man, just trying to make your dreams come true, and he gives a little advice, like Absolutely. I said, three times. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of you course, just want to make sure they know. Just make sure they know. And, of course, your host this week are myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? Yes, that's right, that's right. And before we get started, you know we got to plug our website, crazyandmedia.com, where you can head over there and look at our professional bios. You can look at our Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page where you can watch some of our Inside the Crazy Ant Farm videos. Some of our legendary interviews are on there. And you can head over to our merchandise page where you can get all the latest and greatest apparel of Crazy Ant Me media gear that we have on there we have a new design up there our official crazy ant media logo it looks so damn good i can't wait to get a shirt of that one seriously honestly honestly well we got to get started off with a little somber news this is super crazy and it just happened yesterday or today i believe uh yeah yesterday yeah, yeah. Mm. uh Tony Award-winning singer and Oscar-nominated actress Diane Carroll. I know, Jay, <laughs> for, all, for all the young listeners, they're like, who? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was a groundbreaking uh, actress and, and just a phenomenal person. She died uh, in Los Angeles at her home after a long bout with cancer. Uh, she was 84. I think most people probably remember her as Dominique Devereaux on Dynasty back mm -hmm. in the 80s. Jack Coleman, in fact, you know, uh, tweeted a nice little shout-out, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, to her. And um, I think that's what she was probably most famous for, at least recently. But she was actually, I don't know if a lot of people know, the first African-American woman to actually star in her own TV series. Wow. Um, 1968, it was called Julia, and she played a single middle-class mother, which back then, you know, a single mother was not all too popular. Right. And, you know, the fact that she was a black woman leading a show. Right. Um, it was pretty groundbreaking. Um, she clearly a trailblazer and leading uh, visibility for mm -hmm. African American characters in television series. But she did take some criticism for. They said the show kind of ignored the civil rights movement that was going on mm -hmm. and kind of made it more, you know, I guess not paying attention to what was happening in society, right. kind of a thing. But I mean, it, it's still groundbreaking in it, and it, it's a huge loss. I mean, you know, Tony winner and Oscar nominated, phenomenal actress. So yeah, rest in peace. You know, uh, best wishes to her family, and you know, hearts are with them. Definitely, definitely. Ooh, this next one, man, super crazy and odd timing, honestly, because of all the um, pushback he's been given. Old, old orange ass there. Oh and, yeah, uh, movie, uh, new movies coming out. Yeah, um, what uh, Joker and Irishman. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the timing of this one definitely odd. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Robert De Niro, uh, a former employee of his um, of his company, filed a lawsuit in federal court on Thursday, accusing the actor of initiating unwanted physical contact, making sexual charged comments, and treating her as his office wife. Yeah. Yeah. Now, first thing you know that jumps out is like, oh, can this possibly be true? Is this retaliation? And I'm talking about retaliation because uh, her name is Graham Chase Robinson. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, we talked about this a, a few weeks back. But if you don't know, De Niro and his company actually filed a lawsuit against her back in August, claiming that she was breaching her uh, contract because she was not working and she was actually using resources from the job and watching. Netflix when she was supposed to be working and yeah. doing her job. So uh, and then running up expenses on his company card and and stuff like that. So they filed a lawsuit against her. In this countersuit, she's now trying to claim that that lawsuit was made up mm. because he wanted to jump the gun and get it against her before she came out with her lawsuit because she told him yeah. that she was quitting and that she would be filing this suit against him. Um, now, all that sounds like what? Why would she tell him she was going to do that? Why you know this or that? Right. Um, but there's this alleged phone call that he left, a voicemail that he left, and in it he is berating her pretty good with foul language yeah. and he is so you can hear him talking about how dare you disrespect me how why would you why would you try to do this against me saying i discriminate against you so her claims that she told him that she was quitting and that she was going to file this suit it would sure sound like at least in this voicemail that yeah. he was responding to that mm-hmm. in this voicemail mm-hmm. um so and she she alleges that he asked her to perform demeaning duties such as like scratch his back, button up his shirts, wash his bed sheets, vacuum his apartment, and tell her to prod him awake, basically wake him up when he was in bed. Yeah, so, and even like at sometimes made inappropriate jokes about Viagra mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. And uh, and when she, when he would do it, and she would make a comment, he would berate her yeah. apparently according to her now this is all alleged but you know using bitch and brat and and other words that we won't say on here but right. um you know so i it's one of those weird situations where this is de niro right i mean this is a guy who's old school grew up in you know brooklyn and and is like you know not not mafia but gangster yeah i mean this is how he was raised that's how it was back then not to say that in any way it's right you should never call women that never treat women like that it's not appropriate but you are a product of of the environment that you're raised in and so you know we just talked he had a stint where he had a problem with um uh, Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. with you know and and berated him right. and, and basically was treating him like a child saying you need to come in my office we're going to be doing and used some authority apparently to try to make something happen so you know it's not just that he does it with women yeah. I mean this could be his demeanor yeah. <laughs> you know he's De Niro you talking to me yeah. are you talking to me I'm just saying so I don't know this is all alleged we'll hope for the best and yeah. I mean hopefully a settlement can be reached and if she did feel uncomfortable or if this was going on maybe you know yeah. I don't know but it's it, super woo, crazy yeah man. it's crazy and it, he's not the only one having some uh, 
uh, allegations come out against him. James Franco, we've kind of heard for like probably the past year, year and a half, that he's been doing some uh, questionable things with some females. Uh, um, yeah. Now he is being <laughs> sued for sexual harassment and discrimination, and the host of these claims are from students former students of his yeah yeah super crazy sarah tither kaplan and tony gall um they're claiming they signed up for his master class which was to uh it was i guess through his acting school and this class was supposed to help them with sex scenes Mm. um so uh it convinced students according to them to engage in explicit nudity sex and the pushing of boundaries by dangling employment opportunities in front of them that they would be in his movies, Mm -hmm. um, that he would cast them in his movies. They're also suing the uh, Rabbit Bandini Productions, the school's co-owner, Vince Joliavet, and its general manager also, Jay Davis. Um, Yeah, uh, they're claiming that uh, the whole thing, the whole school was a ruse to create a stream of young women to objectify and exploit um and so that's their claim and yeah. I, I mean we've heard things as like he would videotape that he would have them do these videotapes and then sign over the rights yeah. so that they couldn't get them back and that he would have access to them um there's been that re- type of shit like what makes him different than r kelly like, ex- you know? well exactly and remember what a couple of years ago remember he got busted because he was having a um snapchat conversation with an underage girl yeah. remember and invited her to the hotel room yeah. or something so it's not like this is you know oh my gosh did not james franco because yeah. this has apparently been running around for a while um and remember at the oscars he made that public like if i've done anything wrong i want to know and i i'll fix it yeah they actually used that quote in this lawsuit oh, shit. so you know like um that's hilarious yeah i i I'm sorry, alleged. Yeah. Alleged. I tend to think maybe this one's true. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I I tend to think maybe this one's true. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Now this one's just a left hook from the streaming wars, Mm, man. The (laughs) streaming. Bam, like right there. You know, innocent Mickey just bam. I mean. It's like that one one picture we share all the freaking time. Yeah, with the boxing boxing gloves. gloves. Well, this one was an uppercut for sure. Mm. Apparently, Disney has announced that, and, and this is a really interesting story, but Disney has announced that Netflix, they will no longer show any Netflix ads mm. for their films or their uh, television series on any of the Disney-owned networks. Damn. That's ABC, Hulu, Freeform, Nat Geo, uh, just any broadcast network or cable network that they own, boom, no more Netflix, with one exception, ESPN. And that's because ESPN barely has any ads for Netflix. They barely buy anything on there. So, yeah, punch. Apparently, though, when this memo first went out, it was directed down to executives that none of the streaming services were going to be allowed to have ads on Disney networks. Mm -hmm. That had switch changed because apparently CBS All Access and and a couple – and NBC Comcast and stuff – they worked out an agreement to where they could do Disney ads on theirs. And so they're, I guess, cooperating, yeah. if you will. Um, but Netflix, no. Yeah. So that that's it. Boom. And this is striking, bro, because remember, we, we were talking about this. We were making the comment about it um, during the Oscars. The first official ad for The Irishman. Mm-hmm. 
Oscar contender exactly. was on the Oscars on ABC. Exactly. Not anymore. Not anymore. Like, oh, shit. It's super wild, man. Super wild. I mean, and you hear like Ted and Bob talk, um, and they're like, "No, we're not going after each other. It's just an all-out like yeah. trying to compete with everybody else." Yeah. Bullshit. It's exactly. The, it's these two juggernauts going at each other. Uh, without doubt, they're going after each other, and and everybody else pays attention to what they do and then follows suit. Remember, we were watching football the other weekend. We saw ads for like Disney Plus yep. and for and for a couple other ones on CBS. Yep. So all's good there. You know, they they kind of worked that out, but. I mean, yeah, this is this is Iger, in my opinion, pulling the power play, man. Yeah. He's like, no, and that's <laughs> it. I mean, the other ones bowed down. Yeah. Oh shit! Now let's work out a deal, like you know. But Netflix, no. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I mean, it's not all bad for Netflix though, because they. I mean, they're making huh, these. Are they signing these huge mega deals with all these creators? For example, the Crown creator Peter Morgan has signed a huge overall TV and film deal with Netflix. Yes, it's yes. super awesome. I mean, we're huge fans of the show. At least the first two seasons. You're right. We don't know. We don't know. It's getting ready. November seventeenth. It's getting ready to drop. Exactly. Um, but yeah, apparently this thing's worth a hundred million dollars. Damn. Um, and he's going to create new shows and uh, movies for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Also under the deal, guaranteed two more seasons for The Crown. Yeah. Now remember, it's already been renewed for season four. Right before the season three, you know, announcement for the premiere date, they also announced that season four was a go. Right. So season three starts November seventeenth. Season four, which I think everybody's just like heavily waiting for, because season four is the arrival of Diana, yeah. and I think that's the biggie. But so season four, but this guarantees two more, six total seasons. Which, according to Ted Sarandos and the creator himself, that's what the initial plan was, yeah. because it's always been to bring it all the way up to current Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this guarantees that's going to happen. Yeah. And remember, we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, or if it was just me you were talking, but. This guy's also the guy behind The Queen mm. with Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Well, remember when Helen Mirren played Queen Elizabeth? Well, she's a huge fan of the show. Yeah. And rumor is is that they're trying to work something out so that she can again play Queen Elizabeth. That's and it. she will be current day queen. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the film Queen, it was brilliant. Yeah. Helen Mirren is a brilliant queen. Yeah. So th- if that happens, that will be epic. Yeah. So I was talking to Lil Cam about it. I think it's everybody's going to get two seasons. I think like, you know, Claire Foy got two. Olivia Coleman's going to get three and four. Then we're going to see five and six and hopefully, fingers crossed, it's Helen Mirren yeah. as current queen so taking it crazy. in. That would be epic, right? It would be hilarious if they just ended the series like with the queen meeting the douchebag, uh, orange face there, oh, and yeah. then she's just like, "We're going to war." Series done. No, yeah, that would be <laughs> epic. My my thing is, is how much in detail are they going to go between the back and forth between her and Diana and the hatred by the right. British people towards yeah. the queen? Exactly. First time ever that she felt animosity yeah. towards her from the people. And if they do go into all that. Will they in the last season address the Meghan Markle situation? Mm, yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, because I mean, this story there, especially after all the um, all the news articles and all the publicity about the dad, her dad, all that shady shit. So Meghan Markle's dad, I'm talking yeah, about. So, yeah, yeah, all that and, shady shit. You know what I'm excited about? Like you said with Diana, um, when she actually comes out to the street and like sees her percade or pers- whatever go by and right. like watch her grave. So. 
It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Hell yeah. We predicted this one. Well, I mean, there was rumors about it when the third yeah, season yeah. came out. But Stranger Things has been renewed for its fourth season and apparently its final season. Yeah. Yep. And, and, which is odd because they also announced that they signed the Duffer Brothers to a huge five-year, nine-figure deal. Right. So they're like, listen, we're canceling the one show, right. but we're going to sign you to a big deal, so give us another show. So, I mean, I guess that's how that went right. down. I, I, I don't know. but I wonder if they just didn't want to continue on with this story anymore. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it kind of has played out. Yeah. And then uh, rumor has it, I guess, it doesn't even take place in the town this time. That's it's what like, it looks yeah. like from that uh that little teaser trailer yeah so it's gonna be interesting man it's gonna be interesting and i mean of course this follows after uh netflix signed the game of thrones creators uh david Binoff and db wise so it makes sense it makes sense they're yeah. trying to get all these big duos together it looks like yeah and bring because, some great content i mean yeah and we've got other announcements to make with other companies signing deals it, it just seems like when one does one somebody else is like get the fuck out there announce ours exactly. announce it, it's like whatever you can do we can do better and it, it's just it's getting crazy man yeah like who when you know the term what I guess maybe two years ago mm-hmm. two and a half years ago when they first coined streaming wars yeah it like literally has become that. It has. It's like whatever move you it it now I feel like all these CEOs of all these companies it's like a strategic they're playing a game of strategia. Yeah, I mean they're seriously. like you know they're making this move over here they're going to take the west we got to take the east right. and go this I mean it's like insane how how they're manipulating and moving and strategically planning who's going to get what. It, exactly. It's nuts, man. Exactly. It's absolutely nuts. Well, and nuts. like you said, once somebody announced something, the other companies try to announce something that's similar but try to make it bigger than exactly. what the other one did exactly. it's so crazy it's completely wild but and everybody the target is without doubt disney yeah definitely. because i saw a great article that said you know while they ruled the box office this year mm-hmm. and they've basically ruled the overall box office for four straight years yeah they think next year other people have a chance mm. because they said their slate isn't as powerful yeah they've got a couple biggies that'll hit but they said as far as like every you know couple months having some huge it's not like that next right. year so they're like oh and other studios are planning to hit you know and yeah. like I'm like okay but exactly. you know you and out. even that, like, I think it's going to be one year because 2021, all those Marvel films exactly. are coming out. So. For the first time, four Marvel films in one year. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, they took it. I mean, no studio, even even Disney itself could compete with what Disney did this year. Mm-hmm. And they've got two to go still. Exactly. That's the crazy thing. They still got Frozen 2. And by the way, Jason Ritter is in Frozen 2. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, did not right. know that. But no. it, just giving him a shout out, nice. you know, because, you know, he's got a big week coming up. But yeah, I was like, so they got Frozen to and star wars rise yeah. of skywalker so they're not even done yet no like so super crazy man super crazy it's two huge franchises that continue to push on underneath the mouse house it's true it's wild man it's wild well netflix uh they continue doing this man they, I do. uh, yeah i do not understand i mean it's good content and then they're just like fuck it but they, they announced that Dear White People for its fourth season, and it's going to be the final season. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, f- four seems to be the key. Yeah, seriously. Like, well, four seasons, you're done. That's how Netflix runs now, I guess. Yeah. You know, so I 
it's crazy to me. And some great ones. Glow, Bojack Horseman, Grace and Frankie, The Ranch. Like, all these shows that are popular, yeah. they're like, nah, we're getting rid of them. Right. It's like, what? Uh, yeah, I'm completely confused by the decisions they make with their content game. But hopefully, Ted Sarandos knows what's going on. I mean, he's... Uh, let it known before that he has a little inside scoop on he things. does and he's normally ahead of the curve so hopefully he's right on this one yeah i i hope so too uh this this one is interesting i i will say they keep making these cancellation moves and stuff but then they keep taking chances also yeah like this one seems to be because sketch comedy shows have been hit and miss over the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes okay, but then most of the time not. Right. And so, but they've ordered one uh, from comedian Eliza Schlesinger. Right. <laughs> Let's go Schlesinger. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Schlesinger. <laughs> Sorry, it's medication. It happens. The happen. order is for six half-hour episodes. And here, okay, they even give you a log line to describe it. From the mind of Eliza Schlesinger comes a secret world filled with absurd characters insight into the female experience and a reverent yet poignant social commentary oh so i'm guessing this is maybe an odd strange look at the world from a woman's perspective yeah and it's going to be crazy yeah so that's i mean yeah it's kind of taking a chance half hour sketch shows you know yeah i i I don't know but there you go i mean it's definitely the day and age of a woman creator so i mean kudos to her and kudos to her team and we'll see how it goes absolutely if it's like in a comedic role but also like shines some light on some dark subjects absolutely i mean educates some people so We'll see what happens. Man. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. They, look, Netflix is 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 a joke. Remember that? That's yeah, their that marketing thing. thing. Yeah. They really have made a concerted effort to push towards comedy. Yeah. You know, and it seems like a lot of these shows that they're canceling, they are replacing with comedic type stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago with uh, Eddie Murphy coming back and, and getting ready to sign a deal with Netflix for some comedy stand-ups. Dave Chappelle and the mm-hmm. stuff. So there you go. And one of their shows already on there, Jerry Seinfeld's, yeah. you know, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It survived the lawsuit. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, at the beginning of this week, uh, a federal judge ruled that Christian Charles waited too long to file his suit and to take it to court. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy says that the show was actually his idea. Yeah. That two stupid guys, uh, it was based on his two stupid guys treatment yeah. for an idea that he actually pitched to Jerry back in 2002. Mm. And Seinfeld argued that Charles was on notice of the potential claims when his demand for the back-end compensation was rejected. Mm. So basically the judge is saying, okay, look, you say that you that you were going to file this and that you do this and that you're the co-creator and you deserve right. you know, kind of a thing. The problem is, is that he demanded some back-end points, he got denied, and he waited to file the lawsuit until Netflix picked it up for a huge sum of money. Mm-hmm. And basically the judge is that is that's what he's saying. It's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm not buying that this right. was this. You you intentionally waited so that you could bank off of the Netflix exactly. deal. And there's a big, you know, between cre- author and, and creator – and the judge just wasn't buying it. Yeah. He just wasn't buying it. So he oh, lost. Man. I mean, it wasn't the first time, like we talked about before on the show. Stranger Things and the Duffer Brothers were accused of stealing somebody else's story. So I, I don't understand why this comes out so much later than 
like immediately when it hits the, exactly when it hits the streaming platform like i don't why do you wait so long i guess so you can bank off of it i guess i, I, guess. I mean that it, it's the only excuse i mean reasonable excuse and yeah. the, and that's what's saying the judge also refused to see his attempt to distinguish himself as an owner mm. he said you're not making the claim and differentiating yourself between authorship which you're saying you created it right. or ownership which I'm saying you don't because yeah, exactly. you so he and he and he couldn't make his argument valid. Yeah. So Jerry wins that one. Netflix wins that one, and there you go. Yeah, right. So are we done with Netflix? No, we are no, not. We are not. <laughs> Netflix had a big week. They that's did, all I'm saying. Man. They did. Michael Bay's feature film Six Underground, starring Ryan Reynolds, will debut on Netflix December 13th. Oh, that's exciting, man. This is uh, Ryan Reynolds is making a nice little. Uh, home home there at Netflix. he is he and he's having fun with it yeah because the announcement that he made to promote that the trailer was coming and mm -hmm. that he was doing this film on the release date was it, it's classic ryan reynolds yeah he he posted a picture and it said coming to a mailbox near you soon and it was the old envelope from when they used to mail the dvds oh to people gosh, that's, <laughs> so that's how his announcement was yeah. that the film was coming that's so and then they released the trailer but he's so like you know i, I love him man he is he is hilarious. I, I will say the trailer looked badass. If really? you don't know what it's about, it's about uh, these previously um, six individuals that are from all around the globe. Um, and I guess they're all kind of like uh, skilled either assassins mm -hmm. or, or bomb people or, you know, in this area of espionage. Yeah. And they're all the best at what they do. And they're assembled together for this team. And they're ghosts. They're basically to the world everybody thinks they're dead yeah so if they were wanted criminals or if they want you know all that's gone yeah. now because everybody thinks they're dead and the team's brought together by reynolds who's the leader of the team and they take on these missions or whatever no, the no. trailer looked bad yeah typical classic michael bay yeah everything blowing up big explosions right. lots of action michael bay it's gonna be i think it's gonna be pretty good hell yeah hell yeah i can't wait to see when that comes out um December, yeah. December. I can't wait. Opens when the same that day the Richard Jewell movie opens up in the theater, so oh, that'll nice. be interesting. Hell yeah. December thirteenth is gonna be a big day. Uh, seriously, seriously, man. Uh, some more streaming wars. You already know Apple TV. It's ramping up its content game. I mean, basically every time we're watching Sunday football, oh, and yeah. like their commercials are on every single commercial break. Yeah, they they ramp, they ramp the shit out. Look, we're watching the AFC games. It's on CBS. Yeah. Did we see a CBS All Access commercial? No. No. <laughs> but we saw like 15 Apple Plus right? commercials. It was wild. It was crazy. I was like, come on, man. And well, a couple Disney yeah. uh, Plus ones. But I'm thinking, this is CBS and you're not running your own right? shit? CBS All Access? Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's super wild. It's super wild but apple announced that this new theme basketball theme drama series is coming to the streaming service when it debuts uh in november i believe swagger has found its lead actor winston duke who you might have seen from black panther yeah so that's very exciting yep and i guess it's gonna be based on kevin durant's younger years oh, okay. uh yeah um so th this is gonna be real and i think i'm wondering if this is apple plus's answer to hbo max's showtime lakers, lakers series yeah. it's like oh, oh shit we need a basketball show like, hold on and like you know and then this one comes because like we were talking about it seems like whenever one makes a move exactly. the other one makes the move so like okay well they've got this well we've got kevin durant let's do this yeah. i mean 
It sounds good though. Yeah. Huge fan of uh, Winston Duke. I loved him in Black Panther. Yeah, he's great. Um, I, I think he's going to do really well. I think this is going to be a good show. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, now it's time to head over to the Mouse House. <laughs> oh man, Star Wars uh, Resistance. Mm. It's this show is on Disney Channel, and the producers just confirmed this week that. Orca and Flix are an openly gay couple. This marks the first LGBTQ couple seen on screen in the Star Wars universe. And by surprise, it's on Disney Channel. I don't. I just felt like that was their main kids one. So I mean, it's kind of cool that they're pushing that towards the kids, towards acceptance. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean. It, it... And using characters yeah. to kind of like, you know, introduce it kind of a thing. Exactly. So that it's easily talkable, I guess, with yeah. parents when you're trying to explain it or whatever. I mean, I like the move. I, I, I think it's a smart move. Um, and, and we'll see how that plays over into the extended. We know all exactly. kinds of Star Wars stuff is coming. Mm -hmm. So is that going to play over a lead heavily into the moving forward in, in, in the universe, you know? Yeah, we shall see. Um, lots of moves at ABC too, which is – the Mouse House, yes, in course. case anybody didn't know. Um, Modern Family co-creator Steve Levitin is extending his relationship with 20th Century Fox TV, which is Disney. Disney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Inking a multi-year overall deal um, that's uh, at the studio and effectively joining, like we said, the Disney family because they're owned now by Disney. Yeah. He's going to create, write, develop, and direct and supervise um, series projects for 20th Century Television while he continues to oversee the final season of Modern Family. Mm -hmm. So um, that's going off the air. Yeah. So much like what we had just talked about with the Duffer Brothers, he signs an extended contract in the last year of – overseeing his exactly. current show and then is gonna hang around and exactly. you know develop some new stuff for him so exactly i mean abc is treating people really well it sounds like so this is interesting though because um steve was not going to stay oh really he before the merger happened he was uh, i mean and we're gonna get into politics here a little bit but little bit. I'm, I'm guessing he leans left mm -hmm. and uh he was not a fan of the murdoch family or what fox news and all the kind of, and he was not going to continue to work with the fox empire oh wow and uh so had that merger not happened and that it was not disney he was out of there That's cool. so interesting yeah. right at least i mean he found like comfort enough to stay like, yeah you know yeah so you know whatever it takes right i guess because exactly. i mean he, he had been there a long time yeah so to walk away but I, he was sturgeon like if this deal doesn't go through i'm done i'm out of here yeah so that's awesome that's awesome well, this next one, Damian Wayans, we know how he just left uh, that one series. I forget what uh, it's Lethal called. Weapon, Lethal yeah. Lethal Weapon because of all the on-set controversy with some co-stars. Yep. He is uh, returning to ABC with a new multi-camera comedy project. He is re-teaming with my wife and kids co-star Don Rio on the new family comedy so that's awesome because that show was so popular oh back yeah in the day, tisha so. campbell and everything mm -hmm. i mean yeah it was fantastic let's stay together is the name of this one yeah so interesting mm -hmm. uh, i wonder what that implies right exactly <laughs> uh, a single dad who finds out it's hard to get rid of his millennial kids and their kids. <laughs> so uh, I mean, like, this should be pretty fun. I've always liked Damon Wayans. I yeah. think he. I think Same. the whole family's genius. Um, controversial sometimes. Sometimes not. But I just. I think they're all hilarious as shit. I think they're all just genius comedians, and I think this is gonna be good. Agreed. Agreed. Now this next one, people. Like I said, people are loving the Mouse House and what they are doing with 
uh, 21st Century Fox and ABC. Randall Park, you know, the main star, the main dad on Fresh Off the Boke, has teamed up with longtime creative partners and friends Michael Galabico and Hyo Ho um, <laughs> to launch Imminent Collision, They're a production company dedicated to developing comedy-forward stories from an Asian-American perspective. I mean, this is just amazing right now, especially with the huge success of um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. And Fresh Off the Boat's always been really popular, so I'm just happy to see this moving forward for that big of a community. Because, I mean, everybody deserves to be represented on and off screen, so yeah, happy and, for them. You know, I think this has a lot to – we should say it's a, they signed a huge first look deal with, also with 20th Century Fox yeah. Television, a.k.a. Disney. Yeah. Um, so – I, I think this is great because – and I think this all goes to Iger's commitment mm-hmm. for diversity. Yep. He understands that they've got a long way to go. Yep. And, but he has over the last several years taken big steps mm-hmm. to make this happen. He demanded that the Black Panther movie and the Captain Marvel movie happen because they didn't have representation for blacks and they didn't have representation for women-led films. And 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 he's you know made these moves within the company itself, not just on screen, but within the company itself with executives and making decisions and moves and stuff. So I think a lot of reason these people are signing mm-hmm. is because they feel comfortable that that Iger and the team is serious about diversity Agreed. and wants to put forward you know that type of a move with the company and I think these guys are, see that and want to sign and be a part of that so Agreed. kudos to Disney for doing that I think it's a smart move it's been successful for them long overdue but Iger says it was long overdue he knows that he's working on the problem and he I mean so far so good yeah seriously seriously and so far so good for this Oscar winning writer he is just killing it everywhere uh, Jordan Peele has entered a five-year exclusive production partnership with Universal Pictures. It's yes. so freaking amazing. And his Monkey Paw production. Yep. This is so awesome. Uh, under Universal, they are going to develop his next two films, which he will direct, write, and produce. Peele and Monkey Paw, headed by the president, Wynne Rosefield, will also produce original films under their banner, Kim. Uh, championing filmmakers with focus on high-level content and transgender genre. Yeah, so th- that that's interesting because I think his last two movies did kind of transcend genre. Yeah. You were you're watching it as like, is this a thriller? Right. Is this a horror? Mm-hmm. Is this a comedy? Because you really weren't sure. No. He really did kind of change the game with those films. Agreed. You know, it, it, forget genre. It's every genre because exactly. we got it all in this film. Exactly. So if if that's going to be his focus, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be badass because yeah. he's clearly shown he's good at it. Agreed. That's what he can do. Yeah. So. And what I'm happy about, he's just the great type of creator we need right now because he brings new content and new conversation to the table. Exactly. I mean, who wasn't talking about those movies? Exactly. Who wasn't talking about it? Like, and oh my God, Whitley Bradford was mm-hmm. uh, like, just they, they, they're, yeah, so good, so good. So damn good. Okay. Now the next thing, not so damn good. Uh, Stacy Dash. You might know her from a few things that have been on television. So most recently, <laughs> she's a contributor to Fox News. Yeah, you know. You what? Know. What? Uh, she was recently arrested <laughs> in Florida for domestic violence, and on Wednesday, she written in a plea of not guilty. This domestic violence was against her husband, who 
which has since reportedly bailed her out of jail. Yeah, yeah. Just does not seem like a healthy relationship, man. What the hell? No, it does not sound good. Uh, yeah, apparently some sort of like, you know, there was somebody else involved and she got up in her face and slapped her. So she was defending, she says. Mm-hmm. And so that's how kind of it all started or, or went down or whatever. But yeah, uh, my thing was is that I saw the other day that she tried to tell the judge that she didn't have enough money. She was too poor to have an attorney. Mm. And I'm like, what? It's like, bitch, you are on Clueless. Come uh, on now. Yeah, and a contributor to Fox News. And yeah. like, you know, the, yeah, come on. There's poor and then there's real poor. Okay. Like, are you real poor or are you just claiming you're poor, which is more money than most people have? I mean, come on. I know. It's okay. just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Like we said, we're all about showing all sides of the story because we hear all these allegations as things come out about men but we also want to talk about it when it comes out from women or to women from men so it's just wild right now if you are in an unhealthy relationship just get yourself out of it man because you do not need that pressure and stress on your life no you don't and and and, i mean leave yeah just just leave exactly i mean it's not worth all that no i just don't understand yeah Oh, this next one. This is what we're always talking about. Mm-hmm. Cherry picking. Yep. They're cherry picking. This is the back to the wars again. Warner Brothers has hired an ex-Disney right. exec, Charlie Coleman, as their senior vice president of marketing mm-hmm. for their uh, European. Coleman's going to be responsible for development and campaign oversight, leading the regional marketing team, including their strategy, media, digital publicity, and creative, mm-hmm. working closely with both the Burbank-based department uh, heads and the territory marketing team. So, yep. and this is, I mean, 20-plus years at Disney. Exactly. Huge pickup for Warner Media because, I mean, this guy, he helped produce, or he helped market, like, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, The Incredibles, and Calendar Girls, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Ratatouille, so many other big names that we could list, but man, it's just, like you said, it's cherry picking, man. Yeah, I mean, and I think he was a product of the squeeze out when Mm -hmm. there was too many people after the merger with Fox, and he was a victim, so there he goes, off to to a new spot. Wild. Um, this next one yeah mm. i know mm. i know bad publicity just because people of the past <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, like it's unfortunate what happened with the heath ledger you know dark knight uh, returns like kind of a you know it, it, it's unfortunate but it doesn't mean it's going to happen this time it's insane. Amid concerns about potential violent situations, yep. uh, the opening weekend for Joker. We're talking about Joker, of course. Yep. New York City is going to increase their police presence in both in and out of uniform officers yeah. at the theaters uh, this weekend. Yeah. I, I just... I know. It, it's... It's I, crazy. And I mean, the police... The chief came out and said there have been no actual threats happening but they're just so worried about like what the movie will make people do which is absolutely ridiculous because a movie can't make you commit a crime no no it can't and you know and yeah and that's the argument what the movie might make them do they by the way the guy who like had the crazy look on his face and called himself the joker and went in and shot all those people in aurora he didn't see the movie no 
He was doing that shit before the movie. It's not like he went and saw the movie and then went and did that. That's not how that went down. So to say that the movie made him do it is just not the case. This guy was crazy and went in and did this unfortunate killing. It, It... to say that, you know, this is going to happen again because it's the same character. Uh, and, okay, I'm, I am hearing that this movie is pretty violent. Yeah. But that doesn't mean – you know, I, and I don't know how to say this in a way that's not going to cause controversy. But I'm just going to – you already have something wrong with you yeah. if you go in and watch a violent movie and then want to go hurt or kill people. Agreed. You – I can go in and watch this movie and I'm not going to go kill people. Right. Because And I'm not going to have the urge to go kill people. Exactly. If somebody does that, there's already something wrong. Exactly. And so to blame films and blame television or blame music, that's just not the problem. It's time, in my opinion, that we start looking at the real problem and addressing the mental health problems yep. and the gun problems yep. in this country and focus on what's really causing the issue and stop blaming movies and tv and music because exactly. that's ridiculous i Agreed. mean Agreed. i'm sorry i mean for example you know how in school growing up you get like an eye test and you get a hearing test why not have a psyche val each year right you know right why not because mental health is a real thing so i mean why not take a little time either before school or after school it doesn't have to interrupt a work school day so why not Take a little time and check on everybody's mental health because it is alive and well, and it's a real thing. We have to bring more awareness to it. So, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, seriously, like, listen, depression and anxiety are real. Yeah. And there are warning signs. And if you're paying attention, you can stop so much of this stuff that's happening before it ever starts if you would just take the time to look for the warning signs because there are warning signs not not one incident with a shooter has there not been a warning sign that somebody missed we find out after the fact and that's unfortunate you know and and, but i just want to say don't not go see joker this weekend you know go see it okay enjoy it have fun at it and and, and let it be what it is art mm-hmm. it's art it's exactly. simply just a a story exactly. it's a, it's a character made up don't you know don't let the fear of because then they win exactly. by the way if you are so scared to go see it because you're afraid something bad is going to happen then fear wins and you can't let that happen Agreed. so i hope it just bombards the box office i hope it does bang and and just like makes a ton of money and that people will say this is not okay and we're not going to let this stop us i mean agree uh more stuff happening over at warner media this time on the cw side ruby rose she had to undergo surgery earlier this week serious uh surgery because she had two uh what was it uh, herniated discs yeah two herniated discs that were uh severing her spinal cord wild man yeah yeah and like like literally almost left her paralyzed yeah like before she even gets started playing batwoman the the career's almost over exactly like i mean crazy stuff and i mean they said the stunts did go wrong on this set so maybe they just need to pull back a little bit on the reins man like sometimes it can go too far i'm telling you man what over the last six months how many stories have we talked about on the on the show 
you know, about a stunt person dying or yeah. being severely injured. Exactly. It's like it, it's getting out of hand. You're right. Something's got to be done about that because it, it seems to be happening more and more and more. It's just dangerous game, man. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Wishing her a full recovery. Um, this is not the first time she went under for uh, major surgery, so she knows what it's kind of like. But like we said, wishing her a full recovery and cannot wait to see her in Batwoman. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Sony. Yeah. Talking about diversity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sony's making some moves. Um, and, and I like this because a lot of, you know, putting women in charge. Sony is making some moves. Yeah. Animation president Christine Belson has renewed her contract to continue running the Oscar winning film division. Yes. Um, but they're expanding her responsibilities to include producing animated series for the TV and streaming sides also mm -hmm. now. She's got a new title, President of Sony Pictures Animation Features and Series. Ooh. So she will continue to report to Sony's uh, chairman, Tom Rothman. But, I mean, she's they've ex not only extended her contract but expanded her role. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I love this, man. A woman heading up. She's going to be in charge of doing series and, 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 and films for him. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, guys! Like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I mean, I think she's doing pretty well. Seriously. I mean, she's she got this animation thing down. I think. Exactly. So exactly. And I mean, they they made some other announcements about some new executive slash presidents. Spring Aspers has been promoted to president of music at Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group. She will oversee all music-related aspects of the music picture picture group labels, including creative, licensing, publishing, production, and promotion. This become she becomes the only female overseeing music at a major film studio. Yeah, That's so crazy. kudos to Sony right there. Two key spots. Yep. In animation and in music, both women. Yes. I think that's fantastic. By the way, if you're wondering, Aspers was a key player in recruiting uh, Swally, Post Malone, Nicki Minaj, and Lil Wayne, and other artists to write for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So they're like a team. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, she also was the one who recruited Eminem to do the original song title, uh, song uh, for Venom. That's awesome. Uh, which, and Baby Driver, the soundtrack for Baby Driver. Mm, so this woman's got a track record, yeah, and it's a good one. Exactly. So um, I love it, though. Yeah. I love – it's good to see – It's it's and this is what we always talk about, J-Lo. These are two women who weren't appointed just because they're women. Right. Both of them have already been in the role but have been promoted exactly. and expanded. They've got track records. Exactly. They're proving it. They're earning it. Sony didn't give it to them because they're women. Sony gave it to them because they earned it. So even more so for the diversity, we've got women in charge, and they earned it. And that, for me, is the best way to do it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, man. I mean, they're just rocking and rolling and doing it the right way, yep, honestly. Yep. Uh, now going over to HBO Max, Sonia Mizanu, mm -hmm. uh, known for Maniac, is set as a series regular opposite of... Kaylee Kukow, Kukow, Coco, Coco. There we yes. go, like Coco. You uh, love her, Penny from that Big Bang Theory. There we Come go. On. Yeah, yeah, that girl. Um, <laughs> and HBO Max's thriller drama series, The Flight Attendant, starring and executive produced by 
um the big bang chair yes bang kaylee chair. cuoco yes. <laughs> <laughs> who's also harley quinn yeah by the way she's she's got a nice little relationship button with warner brothers yeah she's uh, gonna be harley quinn in the new animated series Hell so she's yeah. killing it she really is this one though sounds weird it's um a story of how like she's a flight attendant a bit apparently and she wakes up in the wrong hotel in a wrong bed with a dead man mm. and no idea how it happened or how she got there damn so that's wild. Yeah. Uh, Mizuno is going to play Miranda, who's a potentially dangerous businesswoman who Cassie meets in Bangkok when she's there and wakes up and is puzzled on how she got there. I feel like nothing so, good happens in Bangkok. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. Waking up in a strange place in a strange bed with a dead man. That you have that, no, no idea. Yeah, who no, is, like... no, no. That, that is not good. Like, what that the is fuck? not good. <laughs> like. That's so funny, man. <laughs> but what a stretch, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you're coming off a penny in Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. and you're going into this, like, drama, suspense, yeah. you know, action kind of thing. Like, Good for her. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see her do it. I think it's going to be great. Definitely see how versatile she is. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, there's more stuff happening over at HBO Max. Ava DuVernay yep. is developing a series based on a DC comics titled DMC. Now, this follows a futuristic drama about the Mer- an American Civil War. Mm. Yep, yep. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it, it's uh, the island of Manhattan uh, has basically become a demilitarized zone separating two sides, largely destroyed and isolated from the rest of the world. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's about a woman. It's a, a female medic who's like basically searching for her lost son, and she's having to take on gangs and like all this kind of stuff going on through this big civil unrest. That's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, but Ava's killing it, man. She's getting ready to do New Gods, yeah. which is like the answer to the Eternals. Yeah. For on the Marvel side, it's DC's. You know, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Dark Side and all that kind of like affiliated with the New Gods yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So she's gonna be doing that. Look, she's killing it. She's got a big old New Deal, and I mean, she she's she's doing big time stuff. Yeah. And I think she's a talented filmmaker. Um, and I think she's going to do well. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to both these projects. Uh, obviously, huge DC fan. So, uh, and Marvel. Yeah, uh, I mean, just course. I'm a geek. I'm just a geek. I'll just say I'm a huge <laughs> geek. So I think she's going to do well with both these projects. Yes. There you go. Definitely. Definitely. Well, more stuff for HBO Max. They have hired TBS original programming executive Billy Wee as SBV, the... Uh, Vice President? Yep, Senior Vice President. Senior Vice President of Original Animation and former Nickelodeon and Disney Development Exec Nikki Reed as Vice President uh, for Kids and Families Scripted Originals. Damn! Yep. I mean, like you said, it's cherry-picking season. They're racking them all up, man. They are, man. Uh, They're set to create uh, a slate of family-oriented, animated, and scripted originals for HBO Max. Yeah. So, um, clearly... You can't tell me this is not a direct move because immediately when Disney Plus hits, they've got 100 years of Mickey Mouse and all the animation. Yeah, exactly. So all these other people are trying to come out with stuff that can compete with that. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, HBO Max is going to line up because they've got a gazillion years of Looney Tunes, you know, Bugs Bunny and the gang. But Disney has original new animated stuff too, exactly. which I think this move is like we can put yeah. new stuff out there too. Agreed. So I think that's one thing that Netflix is really lacking on because I, I just don't think they have like original animation 
especially family-oriented animation content Agreed. that will help them with that side of things. Agreed. So. And what are you going to come up with when you got to compete with Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny? Exactly. I mean, like, for real. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, all kidding aside, when you look at the history of, I mean, you're talking Mickey Mouse 100 years. Mm-hmm. And, and Bugs Bunny, I'm, I think, if I, I'm not mistaken, close to that as well. Yeah. How do you compete with that? I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly iconic signature characters exactly. that have been around a century and you're supposed to oh we can come up with something exactly well, I, I don't know man I know. It, it's and apple bringing back charlie brown it, like, exactly and, and the peanuts yeah, yeah this uh, yeah exactly. duh and the peanuts which would be charlie brown yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> um yeah uh, you it's know. super crazy and maybe even facebook picking up the muppets because we saw that commercial yeah having the muppets we, yeah that, that was interesting and right so, for facebook watch or yeah. something like so that yeah that was kind of interesting exactly. if you guys didn't know facebook has a streaming service uh some great content on there. oh my gosh yeah i'm currently watching uh season two of sorry for your loss mm-hmm. with uh elizabeth olsen guys it's fantastic yeah. it's got a phenomenal cast and like like jaylo said in case you didn't know they're putting out original content yeah. and that's a brilliant show check it out it's free yeah that's exactly. the thing if you just go on to facebook and type in facebook watch the page comes up there it is. There's the series. You can click on it, watch it. Exactly. You know, I mean, like they have reality TV, like uh, Red Round Table Talk with Jada Pika Smith yep. and her daughter and her mom. Like yep. and they interview so many people. It's so good, man. It's so good. Go check it out. It really is. Oh, guys, did you know that Forensic Files it's coming back? I, seriously, this thing kills me because okay, and you, you okay? If you've ever gone out of town and you're staying at a hotel. You're flipping through. You know you end up on Forensic Files. Always. And and what's your first thought? This is always on. It is. I mean, if you're at your house and you're flipping through, Forensic Files is on. You want to know why? You're not imagining that. No. It is always on. According to what we – this series is so popular – it actually airs. Headline News actually airs it 65 to 70 hours a week. Like, so it is always yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Here's the problem, though. And, 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 I mean, for many people who were wondering, it's reruns. Yeah, exactly. Every single episode is a rerun. That's why when you're flipping through, you go, oh, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Exactly. Well, yeah, because for 10 years, it's been reruns. Exactly. Um, But not anymore. Not anymore. New episodes coming out, and it's going to be... Uh, will air in nearly well. What am I saying right now? Uh, 2020. Yes. Yes. 2020. In February, starting in February. Yes. Very exciting. Here's the thing, though. Only 16. Yeah. Only yeah. 16 yeah. We've been running episodes. reruns for 10 years. All you gonna give us is 16 right. new? I mean, that's only eight hours because they're half hour shows. Exactly. Only, what the hell? You know, there's been so many more cases. Hey, oh, I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's what they're building up to. Right. Um. Look though, this deal only happened though because the original creator agreed to let them do this. Apparently, headline HLN, which is headline news, by the way, if you guys don't know, which is Warner Media. For anybody who doesn't yeah. know, um. Anyway, apparently they've been trying to to fish it around to other people to make it. Nobody would bite on it. Nobody kind of moved on it, even though the show is massively popular. So they've decided to produce it themselves. They're going to do it themselves. Um, but the only way it happened is that the original creator signed off on letting them do that. 
when they agreed to not change the formula of the show yeah. and what makes it popular. So they agreed to do that without gutting any of the familiar elements that you're used to. It'll kind of just be the same type thing but with new cases. Maybe a little bit different here or there, but for the most part the same kind of show that you love. Except except the voice. <laughs> yeah, apparently Peter Thomas who narrated the forensic files mm-hmm. passed away in 2016. Yeah. So it'll be a different voice. Mm. Mm. I gonna be interesting man like because that's all we've ever known i know and like it's he's so iconic with that voice yeah i mean so i'd have found like somebody who can imitate his voice kind of like you know and i I don't know i don't know if i'd gone a different route because it's so iconic it's gonna be weird man it's gonna be weird but i'm willing to give it a chance because i mean we go out of town a lot so you know we have time to give it a chance it's true but uh, I, I just – I don't know if – you know I, I mean I'm joking and maybe I'm putting too much into this voice thing. But Morgan Freeman, Freeman is a pretty iconic voice. Mm-hmm. But still people didn't go for it when he tried to – when CNN tried to replace James Earl Jones with Morgan Freeman. Right. Remember James Earl Jones was the this is CNN. Yeah. And then he wasn't and they tried to do it with Morgan Freeman. And as iconic as Morgan Freeman's voice is and who doesn't want Morgan Freeman to like narrate something right. for them. It wasn't James Earl Jones. Yeah. So that's where I think headline, you know, Forensic Files is going to run into that. Like it might be an awesome voice, but it ain't that guy. Exactly. So <laughs> we'll see. It's we'll see. It's going to be interesting, man. Oh, this next one. So exciting. Oh, about. really exciting. Though we teased it earlier in the week on our social media pages. Kevin Smith officially announced that Clerks 3 is going to be happening. And the entire core cast is on board to come back. Yes. So freaking awesome. Yes. This one's, uh, yeah. Look, I think this has a lot to do with Kevin's recent health problems and the heart attack and stuff. I I think he just, and and it's sad that it took this, but a long reflection on life. Yeah. And that it's short. And you don't have time for, like, stupid shit. And he realizes that, and he's mending, you know? Because, I mean, his argument with Ben Affleck, you know, and and, and his argument around Clerks 3 um, because of his riff with um, Jeff Anderson. Right. Like, like, he's realizing... Life's too short for stupid shit like yeah. that. We got, I got to fix this. So he mended it with Ben, and he said that kind of played heavily into this being fixed up too. Um, and so there it is. He mended fences, and now it's going to happen. Exactly. Um, exactly. Super excited. Uh, earlier in the year, we talked about how he did an onstage reading of the script for his hometown in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and apparently it went over really well, and he just... Wanted to get back in the saddle. I love that, man. Awesome. Absolutely. Here's the crazy thing, though. It's not that script. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> not only one. did he decide that they're going to do it, they meant fences and everybody's on board, but he literally just started writing the script yeah. this week. It's a whole different script for Clerks 3. Wow. So, which I love, though, because when they did that reading, you know, now nobody will be spoiled about what the movie's going to be exactly. about. It's going to be, nope, you thought you knew what Clerks 3 was going to be, but no. Exactly. So that's exciting, man. I, so I'm just... freaking great. And speaking of the comebacks, All right. you know, keeping the iconic stuff, right? Yeah, it's not like uh, you predicted this one. Uh, I, I did. I did. Eddie Murphy coming back for Beverly Hills Cop 4. Right. I said I thought that with the success and, and the, the positive reviews that the remake of him doing Coming to America 2 is getting, that he would probably re visit his other iconic characters and there it is he yep. is uh he was asked recently what his plans for the future were after coming to america too and he simply announced right then and there 
that next up he'll be working on Beverly Hills Cop 4. Right. Um, and then he says he's going to do uh, – and we've talked about this. His stand-up comedy, he's signed a deal with Netflix. He's yeah. going to do some of that. And then he got real reflective, much like Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. And he said – I think he's he's – in my opinion, based on what he said, I think he's kind of nearing retirement. Maybe yeah. he's ready to kind of settle down and just – I mean he's got 8,472 kids. Yeah. So I mean I feel like maybe it is time for retirement. But anyway, he said he's revisiting these classic iconic characters that kind of kicked off his career. Yeah. You know, he recently was back with Saturday Night Live and, and he said it's he's bookending his career. Yeah. He looks at this as a bookend and that if he wants to get up off the couch at some point and do some comedy, he can still do that. Yeah. But this is kind of bookending his amazing career, as he said. So mm. that's interesting. But man, I have been itching. I've been wanting a Beverly Hills Cop 4 forever. <laughs> For a while. I hope. I hope that the whole gang comes back. Yeah. You know, because what, what is it without Billy and Taggart? Exactly. I mean, John Ashton and Judge Reinhold, if they're not in it, fail. Exactly. I mean, come on, Eddie. You got to get them all in it. But right. uh, it's going to – I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. One of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. Seriously. I'm yeah. an 80s guy, so you know. Yeah. But This next one, oh, it's really freaking interesting because – I don't. I really don't know how this is gonna go down. They are making some TV series about uh, Bush. Bush. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, the Anheuser Bush family. Yes, the Anheuser Bush family. Yes. You know, beer. Yeah. These next two stories. This buds for you. Yeah. <laughs> CBS announced first that they had acquired the rights to William Notice Notalesher's. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm German. I can't even say that. Right. Uh, his best-selling book, Bitter Brew. Mm-hmm. It's about the dynastic but dysfunctional Bush family, yeah. as as you know, uh, was behind Budweiser, uh, Anheuser Busch. Um, they're going to develop the American family drama, and it's going to be a series, and it's being eyed for cable streaming services. So CBS is doing it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be on CBS All Access. Apparently, they're going to create it and then try to pitch it i can already see this this is it's promoting alcoholism right right <laughs> and this for anybody who doesn't know they lost control you know this isn't a uh, a family that lost control of the empire uh the beer empire to a german-based company because yeah. things got like when they're say dysfunctional they ain't kidding yeah this whole story go back and read about it guys it's a, it's a fascinating story and i mean it's it's great drama yeah. i don't know how good of a series it's gonna right. be but it's great drama as to actually what happened so apparently a lot of people think it's great drama because yeah. 101 studios is also uh, decided that they're going to jump on it. They've optioned another book mm. under the influence, this time by Peter Hernan and Terry Ganey's best-selling, uh, best-selling novel. Um, okay, there you go. <laughs> Their potential series, based on the book, will chart the rise and fall of the Bush family. Yeah. German immigrants who, with their entrepreneurial spirit and business acumen, brought them untold wealth thanks to one signature product. Interesting. Bud. <laughs> like, wise. Like, I love those commercials. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, come on, the frogs. So there you have it, guys. There's going to be two competing Budweiser series. So weird that they're doing so, it. So, you know, time. you choose which one you want to watch. You know, me, I'm a Bud Light guy, so right. I'm going to go with whichever one is kind of maybe more. Uh, who am I kidding? I'll probably watch both just and to see. Just to see. But, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting for sure now this next one amc i i just feel like they're trying to become one of the biggest 
uh, studios and television programs since their miss with Walking Dead. I mean, that's still going on. They said that's still happening. And they're they still claiming that it's nowhere near its end, that they've got yeah. so much more years and years of content still to come for that. Exactly. Like, really? Because it's kind of dying. But you Exactly. Know. But AMC has given series orders to two new projects, the courtroom drama 61st, or <laughs> 61st Street and the convention-busting Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Yeah, yeah. So, And they're both so wildly different. Right. 61st Street is um, it's going to be one of those event series. Yeah. You know how like uh, you know, American Horror Story and, and you know, or the OJ People vs. OJ Simpson yeah. type. So it's going to be one of those event type series. Yeah. Two seasons. Um, eight episodes each. And what it is is it's going to uh, center on Moses Johnson, a promising black high school athlete who's swept up into the infamously corrupt Chicago criminal system. Mm. And we know this to be true, infamously corrupt because of the Jussie Smollett situation. All right, all right. Huh? What? Okay. Anyway, when he's taken into uh, police custody uh, as a supposed gang member and accused of a death of an officer during mm. a drug bust gone wrong. Damn. Now, here's how I know this one's going to be good, though. AMC or not. Michael B. Jordan is executive producing it. Mm, yeah, agreed. So that one will be good. This next one, Kevin can fuck himself. Yeah, right. right. Uh, mm, it's a look at the sitcom wife. <laughs> it looks to break television convention and ask what the world looks like through a sitcom wife's eyes. A single camera realism ca uh, camera is going to be there, plus your standard multi-camera like sitcoms are shot with. Mm -hmm. But apparently we're going to have a single camera that's focused on her that we see her point of view of this twisted sitcom. Interesting. It, it, it's it's unique. Yeah. I, I'll say that. You know. Um, Will it work? Will it be funny? Is it a dramedy? Because right, I like... feel like is are we looking at – the, this situation comedy through the eyes of a sitcom wife and it's not funny right. like the the turmoil or this because yeah i mean let's go all the way back to the days of you know the Mar uh the dick van dyke show and yeah. all the classics yeah there is a stereotypical sitcom yeah, wife agreed so maybe that's what maybe that's what this is a poke yeah. fun at why are we like this yeah you know so it's mm. definitely gonna be interesting they got some uh some interesting content about to come out, so we shall see how that, that goes, <laughs> it's man. AMC. Yeah, mm. seriously, AMC, AMC. Well, we're heading over to the kids' side of things. Nickelodeon. Tyler Perry and Nickelodeon are teaming up on a new kids and family live-action series starring 10-year-old rapper Young Dylan. Written by Perry, the project tells a story of a family whose world is turned upside down when their nephew and inspiring hip-hop star Dylan moves in an unannounced way so it's yeah. gonna be interesting yeah this is this is this is part of his long-term deal that he just signed with viacom yeah so uh yeah this is gonna and th this is the great part about it apparently apparently young dylan didn't even know about it yeah he was surprised by tyler perry on the ellen show and that's when he found out that he was being cast in this show that's so, awesome. so that's pretty awesome right definitely um, tyler perry man Everywhere. I can't stress enough. Less than you know, twenty years ago, living in his car, y'all. Yep. Now he's got like four fucking studios in Atlanta, right. like and just is like he's got an empire, yeah, man. He does. I mean, seriously. 
I mean, good for him. Yeah. Just killing it, man. He's rocking and rolling. And I man. love that he's so diverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody thinks Medea, but I mean, now he's doing kids programming, and I mean, just everything he's doing is just fantastic. Agreed, agreed. Now, this partnership is part of his long-term mega deal with Viacom, producing original series uh, for the BET networks and other Viacom networks like Nickelodeon. So. <laughs> Yep. Good for him, man. Like we said, rocking and rolling, killing it right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, and causing a little bit of controversy, though, we should say. I just want to throw that out there because he is, uh, we should say, currently the Georgia uh, abortion bill has been blocked. Yeah. But he wasn't leaving anyway. Mm. You remember how every Hollywood was Everybody like, we're going to boycott, gone. we're not going to do that. He wasn't. Yeah. He said, I've got too much invested here. I've got too much stuff going on here. Yeah. It would be more harmful than good Agreed. if I were to do that. And he was set to stay, which caused a little bit of a controversy. But yeah. I respect him for standing his ground and saying, I think it would be more harmful than helpful. Definitely. And I'm not going to do it. So yeah. good for him. Definitely. Definitely. And now it is time for our guest this week. We have Jake Hunter coming on the show, Emmy-winning producer. He's a model. He's an actor. You might have seen him in things like Class Act, Law & Order, SVU, and so much more. This guy gives you a little insight on what it's like trying to break into the entertainment industry, even if you are in different parts of the country you don't have to be just in los angeles to try to get into this industry it's true you can be anywhere so let's get this thing started here he is jake hunter hello hey dustin hey jake how are you good how you doing doing well man thanks for joining us inside the crazy ant farm oh thanks for having me oh absolutely absolutely you're speaking with myself and logan today hey what's up man oh great hey logan man we are super excited to have you on man uh your story doing the research to you know to get everything together to have you on you're quite inspirational man yeah seriously thank you Thank you guys very much. We have a lot of listeners who are trying to get into the industry, and I think that that stories like yours are, are what they need to hear. It, it's real, uh-huh. uh, you know. You talk. You're not af- afraid to talk about the struggles and and how it was, and 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 where you're at now, and how you overcame. And that's exactly what we like to put out there for people. So well, I let, really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Let's jump right in. So let's talk about how you got started. I mean, professional yeah. baseball player first, right? You thought that was going to be the path, right? I wanted that to be the path for sure. I you know really wanted to be the next Mike Piazza, being from New York. Absolutely. Uh, you know that's all I did since I was probably about six years old is just play baseball, and mm-hmm. I was that kid. I would wake up early and and hit before school, and then I'd get done with school, and then I'd go hit some more. And you know that's that's all I wanted to do. And then um, I you know I didn't pan out as good as, as I was hoping. I I didn't make the varsity team when I was a junior in high school. And, um, you know, we were going through some family stuff too. And it's just like that awkward time in life. Absolutely. Like, like hit you. So I was, uh, you know, at 15. And then, uh, you know, I I worked really hard. I, I came back the next year. I made the team. I got a scholarship. And then I'm like, all right, I'm back in the game. I can still make this dream a reality. Uh, I played through college didn't really seem like through all the injuries and stuff like that that it was going to be into like a huge crazy pro career i played one year of semi-pro ball mm-hmm. and then you know i was like I, unfortunately i'm not going to be the next mike piazza it just it just i i did it i took it as far as i could possibly go i even did um they had a, a tryout for the phillies oh wow um, and i went i drove seven hours from upstate new york to go to philadelphia or 
however long it was. And I left at like 3 a.m. I got there, and then they wouldn't let me try out. They were just like, oh. uh, they're like, yeah, we've seen enough guys today or whatever. And then Damn. That was like, that's all right. Then, then I stopped um, to eat at a place uh, at a Chipotle not too far by, and uh, an agent slipped me his card there uh, who worked for an agency called Wilhelmina. Yeah, yep. um, I hadn't really thought about doing anything else. I wasn't. I was kind of at that crossroads, and then uh, I was like, "Well, I have nothing else going on." So, and I had one other friend that recommended joining an acting class because that's what he did. He transitioned out of baseball and, and started doing an acting class too. So, mm-hmm. I went. I met up with that agency. They signed me, put me in a few acting classes, and then um, you know, I loved it. I knew that I wanted to do performing. Mm-hmm. That was what I wanted to do. I mean. I, the, the main difference is that I didn't have to open my mouth when I played baseball. <laughs> right. Was, the adjustment, I was like, okay, I have to talk now. Okay, this is a little bit different. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so that was the main uh, adjustment, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I was really, really um, tight and, and like that athlete kind of, um, I don't want to look silly. I don't want to look, you know, I, I want to keep a certain persona. When right. I started, my teacher just destroyed me for having that was just like you are just like you're the worst student in class by far (laughs) and i'm like i'm not going to you know like i just always had that mentality there you go going to be the best Mm -hmm. and i just kept working really hard and and doing crazy stuff and and trying to get scenes in class that would make me look ridiculous and and really break down that wall and and then you know i i only worked on the craft for about six months before i picked up and moved to la Um, wow yeah, I met with somebody uh, by the name of Ken Sunshine, who's like been kind of a mentor of mine since I started, and he's a you know a publicist as well. And he just said to me, "If you want to do this, uh, go to LA and, and just give it a shot. Absolutely, and try your best." And so I was like, "Okay." Actually, before he told me that, he said, "Don't do this," and I said, "I'm doing this." And then he told me <laughs> to go to LA after that. And so then when I moved to LA, you know, um, it was. The struggle, like we mentioned, it, it is kind of like what everyone um, imagines what it would be like for an actor when you come. You, right. You show up. You don't know anybody. You're like, where do I fit in here? Mm-hmm. How do I get started? You know, I, I just kind of came out with a plan of I cut myself a reel together with a bunch of my friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like a fake reel of scenes that I could do. I reached out to a bunch of agents before I came here, so I was signed when I came here as well. And then I just, and I just had some headshots. Like I just had the basic package and I just tried to utilize that. And it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Right. To be honest, to start. Right. I was still doing the catering, waiter, personal trainer, all of the above situation, just cruising around in my truck, just trying to meet people, trying to, you know, make some money, survive and, and push my career forward at the same time. So, I but I, I realized that because I was so behind, I was six months into an acting career while people had been doing this their whole lives, and it's not like I was you know eighteen. I was twenty four at the time. Right. I so I was like, I really got to catch up, and so I made a short film pretty soon, pretty quickly into arriving to L.A. Mm-hmm. with what I was kind of close to the best i mean I, I was an athlete so i was like i'm gonna play an athlete in this in the short i can show you know what i can do with absolutely you know that's my strength so i played a boxer in that i thought that would be fun and i cast someone on that you know had a connection with somebody on that show the bay i knew i could be on the bay pretty quickly and mm-hmm. then they connected me with the people on the bay 
Um, the Bay was kind of my first experience with TV and everything like that. I learned a lot from that. And then I wanted to do it myself. So then I made my own show, went to Amazon. They were great. You know, got to make my own thing, which was really cool to be able to do. And then, you know, now we're, we're gearing up for like a season two of that right now. And I just have like a whole bunch of things going on. I just got to come back from New Mexico. I had a small part in a movie with Robert De Niro and Morgan nice. and Tommy Lee Jones. Nice. The Comeback Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, I just have a bunch of stuff coming up too. That's super exciting. So, so much, so much to talk about there. So much you can okay from the very first start with all of the struggles. Like you said, you were having some family issues. You're 15. Yeah, you, then you clearly you you that you don't let that stop you. You you make a little comeback. You run into some injury stuff. You don't let that stop you. You're still gonna drive all the way to Philly. Uh, you know, and 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 try to get try to get it done. That is the type of attitude. That is the type of determination you need in this industry for sure because as you quickly found out when you head out to LA uh, it's a beast it will chew you up and spit you out faster than anything if you're not ready for it and you gotta you've got to be able to take that and let's talk about this because I read at one point you were actually living out of your truck is that right yeah 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 I was just cruising around I mean to me it wasn't um, like it it was actually like a cool kind of experience for me. Um, I try to take every experience that I have as I chose to have that experience. So I, right. I don't try to take anything as a negative. And I'm getting to live. I was getting to live in, in LA and you know in my 20s and, and live out a dream that I wanted to have, even if I'm you know smack at the beginning of that journey. Absolutely. So I was just you know I had my protein bars. I had <laughs> uh, I had. I was able to live by the beach when I'd never lived by the beach before. Yeah. Um, I had no responsibilities, really, except yep. for myself. It was, you know, there was a lot of positives that I had of it. So it was a cool experience to get to do that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I cruised around. I lived in Venice, Marina del Rey, um, Santa Monica, wherever. Sometimes they would make me move my mm-hmm. car. Right. Uh, but... Um, it was cool just getting to live by the beach and stuff like that. And, you know, being an upstate New York person, get it. it was a new experience. For okay. Me. I got to ask where from upstate New York. I'm from Albany area. Yeah. I was born and raised in Syracuse. So I had to ask oh, no you. Way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. Oh, and, and then made the move to LA. So, you know, a lot of similarities there, no, but, you, uh, you yeah, did it. you made it happen. Uh, as well. I like oh that. yeah, man. And, and look, it's it, not easy for us either. It was a struggle, you know, and, and we had to overcome a, a lot of stuff, a lot of obstacles and, and the podcast really ended up helping us make those connections to the people that we needed to hook up with and and you you know like your story with it with at the at the restaurant with will you never know who you're gonna run into who you're gonna talk to that knows this person or knows that person and then where it leads i mean it life is funny that way so it's a fantastic journey so and i do want to talk because you mentioned the bay um you got on there you're acting and then you also produced correct yeah i did produce as well um uh, that was an interesting experience too, just because, um, it was a show that I knew had, had success. Um, and I just had a goal of, you know, it would help me move quickly as well. And I, I got to be on there as an, as an actor, I played a cop on there. And then I also, you know, we won an Emmy as I produced one. Um, and it was interesting because 
you know, going back to 24-year-old self when I first got here winning an Emmy, it, it seemed like, you know, um, something that would be a dream of mine to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to do it exactly how I wanted to do it. I brought my mom with me. Uh, she got to... I had that, had that moment with her before we get, went on stage and that's they called the show's name. And then afterwards, I had a, an interesting kind of feeling of like, you know, um, now what? Like, it's, it's interesting how <laughs> right. you do something and then it's like, now what do I do? So I kind of learned from that that I really cared about the work. I mean, if, that's just kind of been my track record. It's like, I, I don't make the team. I go back into my cave and I and I work hard and, and then I come back and, and I get told I'm the worst actor in class and then I go back and I work on the craft and then I come back. And like I just noticed that what fulfills me is not the accolades mm-hmm. or the Hollywood lifestyle or any of that stuff. That was that moment for me, which was really cool. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing against that. Everyone, you know, whatever anyone wants to do. It's totally, you know, up to them. That's totally cool. There's no, no knocking on it at all. It's just for me, that's kind of where I've transitioned to now mm-hmm. is to where I'm really focusing on just making work that I really care about and that the people that I'm surrounding myself with only care about that same goal. Right. And we're just trying to make amazing work now. Like that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I would love about how your story, you never take no for an answer. Like, you always keep going, especially for someone who broke into it at kind of a later age, you said around 24. So you started creating your own stuff, and that's what you have to do. Some actors really don't realize, like, if you're not getting roles and you're not getting the right audition, sometimes you just have to create your own things. And I'm so happy to hear that because a lot of up-and-comers need to hear that so they can keep going and keep moving forward. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's just displaying yourself in the way that you want to be seen because there's no reason that you shouldn't be shown that way. Exactly. You know? And so uh, you can find a way to do it. Uh, we, you, you can do one location shoots. You can do shoots on your iPhone nowadays. There's so many things that you can do. There's just not really that many excuses to be made for not creating exactly. something. And you can use each one of those things as a stepping stone to get closer to whatever it is that you want to be creating. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Definitely, you know, you can't take no or else, you know, if you, if you take no for an answer, it's going to be really tough to go anywhere. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there's so many no's that you get no matter how good you are, no matter who you are, no matter what it, what you have going for you, um, that you have to be ready to just kind of steamroll over a whole bunch of uh, obstacles that are going to come your way and and just roll with it and and try to have fun and enjoy the process along the way. Exactly, and that's what it's all about, just enjoying the process because so many other guests have said before that you audition for like 20 things and you might get a yes for one. So you have to appreciate that one thing you actually get a chance to do something with. So that's awesome to yeah. hear. So let's talk about class act to talk about creator. You know, so, so you come up with this, you, you know, you write it, you, you put it all together. It's, First of all, it's a really interesting concept. I, lo- I love the idea of the premise of this show. Yeah. And I don't think you could have gotten a better person to than eric roberts to pull off what you're trying to do with the show how'd that all yeah. come together talk about that yeah so eric was uh i knew eric through eliza his wife i got to know eliza a little bit over the years just through mutual friends 
And this story again was just, I just wrote what I knew. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I don't, I still don't consider myself a writer. I just write what I know essentially. And, and I, and I read some books on screenwriting and stuff like that to try to learn the basic structure and the rules and stuff like that. Right. But no one was going to write it for me again. So I had to start writing stuff myself. And so this was one of the concepts that I thought that I could do because I'm just writing kind of about my experience and, what it was like for me when I got here, just like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And Eric, as like a teacher, as like someone that I've met a few times, he had just such a authentic kind of um, like mentory type of vibe. Absolutely, with me. definitely. And so he showed up and he was great. I mean, I didn't know what it would be like to work with him. I never worked with him before on it, mm -hmm. but he killed it i mean getting to do a lot of my scenes with him like what i want to do as an actor besides like i told you guys how much i care about the work i want to work with actors that are going to push me to get to another level as well definitely and so um he did that with me because he is so in the moment and he like there's a lot of actors that you'll see it's very rehearsed they can be in their head a bit and he's so not in his head like you couldn't force him to be in his head it's so funny <laughs> That's he awesome. was so he was so in the moment and anything could happen at any moment and so that made me challenge me to try to do the same thing back to him mm -hmm. so it was and, and i look forward to doing that more with him as the next season comes because like we got that chemistry built as the season went on mm -hmm. and so towards the end of the season things were coming up or we would maybe improv a little thing here or there that just kind of popped up out of nowhere which is so fun to discover when you're within scenes right and i think i'm, I'm getting kind of specific in terms of like actor you know what actors like but mm -hmm. for me i had a lot of fun he was the you know one of the most fun actors that i could have worked with on that set i had a great time with him absolutely and, job. and isn't it always great when when you, when you surround yourself with people who elevate you like like you who make you raise your game exactly because i mean i because i feel like in this industry you've got to continuously grow you've got to you yes. can never feel like you've hit hit the plateau because if you do you're done and so to surround yourself with people that always make you elevate your game that's fantastic and yeah i totally i can totally see where you're coming from with eric roberts i mean everything i've ever seen him in you just wonder if like what he's gonna do next or right. what he, you can see it in the performance yeah. that's fantastic yeah yeah it's definitely was something and then the other one that that i got to do that with this in this last one that i, I kind of briefly touched on the beginning was in the comeback trail with De Niro. Yes. So in one of my scenes with him, now again, I have no idea how much they're going to keep of me, how much I could be in zero or I could be in three scenes. I have no idea. You know <laughs> I mean? But uh, it's De Niro's movie. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but I had one moment with him in this bar scene to where this guy passes out and then we look up at each other and we're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? And it was so cool to have that moment. That wasn't scripted. We just kind of, I don't know how it happened, but we were just... At reacting to what was going on we were just two actors in the scene reacting to what was going on it was no longer like legend and myself it was just it was just two actors and that was it and right. then after that take he came up to me and he hadn't said a word to me you know previously being there and he said you know you have pretty good instincts and he shook my hand and, and patted me on the back and i was like wow like thank you so much and then afterwards it was it was just like i felt like you know george the director was like calling out notes to me and it was really cool i just felt like really like i fit in mm -hmm. right and it was cool because that whole shoot i just kept my head down and just you know i, I just knew my place essentially you don't want to like push the envelope too right. much and, and then but after that it was it was really cool 
to have that moment and just that's what I'm noticing with all these great actors is that they like are just so in it you know mm-hmm. like even De Niro I don't even know how old he is anymore but he's killing it still like he's so in it and and that's I'm really excited to see that whether I'm I'm in zero or three like I said I'm still super excited to see that movie because he did really great work on it oh so yeah study him I got to study Tommy Lee Jones in that in that uh scene as well and so I'm getting to watch some of the greatest actors right now, which I feel like is putting me at a real advantage right now because I'm seeing their work ethic, I'm seeing their technique, um, I'm and I'm getting to experience it on bigger sets myself. Again, my own experience. Again, invaluable knowledge for the people that are out there listening. It's all about getting on set and being there. And I love the attitude. And first of all, I hope that we see it. I hope I hope you don't hit the cutting room floor because it sounds like a phenomenal scene. Yeah. And and yeah, but the fact that. the fact that i mean that's a story you will always have and the fact yeah. that, that you understand that getting on set and i love what you just said you're learning from these people and you're sitting and you're watching so even if you, and i love your positive attitude because even if it ends up being zero instead of three you learned from the experience you took yeah. not and, and gained something from it even if you end up on the floor and and yeah. that's the kind of attitude that you need to grow and succeed and i think that's why you're seeing the success that you're starting to see because of that attitude yeah no i, I really appreciate that thank you well you're welcome and, and like i said i'm i'm looking forward to it and i, I hope we see the scene because it's always it's, it's always fun right when you have that moment you know and you both right. realize it oh shit that's a moment right? yeah, you know exactly <laughs> so that's yeah. always good it was, it was crazy and then afterwards when you go home and you're like yeah that moment was just with somebody that i've looked up to my whole life that's exactly it's like cool you know what i mean and that's when you also feel like you know, getting to, to knock off these things off that, like, bucket list of, of career goals. Absolutely. Uh, getting to work with these people, whatever it may be. And then afterwards, it's just like, yeah, um, I'm super stoked that that just happened. And now I gain that more that confidence to, to keep pushing it to the next level. And right. Like, now I want to get an even bigger role and, and do it with him as well or, or you know, act on a, a, a set with them again and, and do it on a bigger level like that's the confidence that you know it, it creates i feel like from getting that experience and stuff absolutely absolutely man wh- this is a phenomenal interview yeah, honestly seriously, so inspiring thank you well, i really appreciate that and you got season two coming you mentioned season two yeah. so that's good so let's talk about uh where can people find it? it's on amazon prime right yep it's on amazon prime and it's called amazon class act yep called class act and we're going to go into production for season two in November, it's looking like right now. So we'll be, again, kind of targeting that spring, early summer date again. And uh, social media, let's tell everybody where they can find you and where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, it's uh, just Jake Hunter Official on Instagram um, and just Jake Hunter on Facebook, I believe. So it's all just my name. Find me on there. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, and what we like to do at the end of each interview segment is – have our guests leave these up-and-comers with a little piece of advice when they try to break into the entertainment industry. So what advice would you give to people or what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid? I would just say that the longer that you can keep pushing, the better chance that you have of making it. And I've seen so many people as I've shown up that either, A, I started with an acting class, like in my class act story, that are like, you know, super surprised kind of where I'm at right now or people that left LA Mm -hmm. after a few years and stuff like that. And, you know, 
most people's journeys are never easy. So it's really just about how long you can push and, and how much you can take, how many hits you can take, and then just keep rolling with it because eventually you keep putting the right stuff out into the universe right. and it'll give back to you. You'll hit, you'll start to hit those goals. Uh, absolutely. Great, great advice. Yeah. A great. I mean, seriously, great advice. Uh, and, and what pitfalls maybe? Did, did you run into anything or like maybe, oh, crap, I wish I would have known this or I wish I would have known that? What pitfalls would you say to avoid if you could? Um, pitfalls, I would say for me, um, man, because I learned from like all my mistakes and I try to look at look at it all positively. I, I, I like block, it, <laughs> block that out in my head. Right. So, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I think that everything's a learning experience, so it's really tough to say I wouldn't have done something. You know, my, right. the, the biggest thing that I tried to do, and I have just been so consistent doing those things that I set out to do, that I didn't waste any time. Like, my biggest thing is I would say don't waste time waiting for, you know, just to get an audition or uh, hope you meet the right person to give you a job, which I didn't do. So don't wait. That's the biggest problem that I see with people. Mm -hmm. And because there never has to be a slow time for anybody. There should always be time where you're creating. And as long as you're creating and making content, that's kind of the goal. And you should be having fun with that. And then you're going to be feeling that, you know, that creative side, the fulfillment side of making stuff. And that will lead to more opportunities. So I would say the biggest problem that anyone can make is just by not making stuff, by sitting around waiting. Don't do that. There you go. That, that perfectly said. Exactly. Well, that's a same. perfect note to end it on right there. Listen, man, you have been a phenomenal guest. Yes. Uh, we are Thank thrilled you. that you joined us today. We can't wait for everybody to hear the interview. Uh, I think you're going to inspire a lot of people. I think your story's a great one. Uh, we wish you just continued success, my friend. And open invite anytime you want to come back on. Anything you got? Anything you want to talk about? We're more than welcome, man. Anytime. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure. Oh, thanks so much, man. Listen, have a have a great rest of the week, and and we'll direct everybody to where to watch Class Act. And good luck awesome. with season two, man. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. All right, bye bye. I mean, that's what it's all about. Honestly, just keep moving forward, and I like that too. Everything's just a learning experience. Take everything with like a grain of salt and because that's what you have to do you can't get discouraged you can't get down so i like what he was saying <laughs> I mean, this whole story about and i i guess that's the way the difference between people who succeed and people who fail he took the fact that he was living in his car mm-hmm. as a positive exactly. thing i get to live by the beach exactly. i don't have any responsibility i can do this i can do that mm-hmm. and i mean that I guess life really is how you look at exactly. it. You know, you can have a positive attitude or you can have a negative attitude Agreed. and that's where your life goes. Exactly. And I mean, that's just a great story, man. Seriously. It's a completely great story. Oh man. Thank you again, Jake Hunter for coming on the show. All right. Now it is time for our top five segment, man. This one, whew, it was difficult. We all know how singers, actors, they like to go back and forth between the music industry and the film and television industry. So this top five for this week is performances by singers who have acted. Oof. Really hard, man. <laughs> this one was really hard. You know, and everybody – it's so funny to me, y'all youngsters, you know, y'all. Everybody's like on this as if it's kind of a new thing, you know. Oh, yeah, look, they're breaking into that. Guys, this has been going on since fucking Judy Garland in like, you know, the 30s with Wizard of Oz and shit. Yeah. They were singers yeah. and actors. It's It's been a while. Well, I'm not even going like, to lie. The first time I saw A League of Their Own, I did not know that was Madonna. 
I'm just saying. I was like seven, <laughs> so I didn't know that was Madonna. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. That was my introduction to her. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was wow. my introduction to her. It's right there. So you had no idea no, what she was yeah. really all about. Nope. I mean, they hint at it in the League of Her Own, but yeah. You know. Right? It's yeah. wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Wild is right. Wild is right. <laughs> I love her, though. I Definitely. love her. But... <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Oh, well, my list, oh, it, like I said, it was really hard. It was really hard. I got Alicia Keys from Smoking Aces. Yes. She uh, rocked that one. Just a really badass female protagonist role in that one. Uh, you, you know, I want to give her props too. I'm glad you put her on the list because she had a nice little run on uh, Empire. Yeah, she and did. she was phenomenal on Empire as well. She's yeah. actually a really solid actress. She is. I agree. I agree. And number four, I got Common. The hate you give mm. his role in that. Ooh, it was so freaking intense. Like he was an African American police officer who was the uncle of the girl whose boyfriend got shot. So super wild, super good movie. I definitely recommend to watch that one because, I mean, in this day and age, there's a lot of tension between police officers and... It's true. Like, especially African Americans, but every young minority, honestly. Uh, Absolutely. I got to tell you, one of the most, like scenes that sticks out the most in that film for me involves common mm-hmm. and it's when she's questioning him and as a black officer he has to admit yeah he, he breaks down and admits to her yes i treat black people and white people differently when i pull them over yeah and he had to say that yep. as a black officer breaking down and admitting that he treats his own race differently when he pulls so powerful man seriously you know long still rumored that in green lantern no, really. I mean, it's Damn. it's long been talked about That'd that be he, badass. yeah, that he would be the John Stewart Green Lantern. So oh. I would like to see that happen Hell myself. Yeah. So I would love that. I would love that. Uh, this next one, number three. I mean, how could we not put him on one of our lists? Mm. This guy is everywhere, uh, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, on the music side of things, directing his own music videos. Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Man, The Martian, Spider-Man Homecoming, Community, Solo, Atlanta, so much shit. Lion King. Lion King. (laughs) Yeah, just, yeah. He's rocking and rolling right now, so, of course. Uh, Number two, I got Beyonce, Lion Lion King, King, Golden Girls, Cadillac Records. Um, I also, honestly, my favorite Austin Powers was the one with Beyonce in it, so. All right, okay. Our gold member, I should say. Um, And number one, I mean, of course, this one, duh, Eminem and 8 Mile. What the fuck? Perfect role, and... It was long rumored, and I think it might have been true, that he was supposed to be the main character in Southpaw, but he wanted Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Look, I wish he would do more acting. Yeah. I w- can can we just get rid of Machine Gun and right. like you know exactly. and just ca- and g- actually get somebody who can act, exactly. which is Eminem. He can actually act. Exactly. It, it was like uh, Tupac. Mm-hmm. I felt so. Tupac could yeah. actually act, exactly. and and I feel like Eminem's the same way. I agree. That, Eight Mile was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was at, you know Brian Grazier. Yeah. Imagine Entertainment yeah. wanted to do what the story guys. I just read his book, by the way, there's a whole chapter in there on how he convinces Eminem to make that movie. And the initial walk in when he meets him, it was so good. <laughs> Eminem was walking out the door and yeah. Grazier had to like somehow come up with something to keep him in the room yeah. and convince him to That's do it. It's hilarious. a great story. You should read it, but obviously worked out pretty well. Exactly. All right. Mine. 
little it's a, it's a mix and you have some new and some old you know um you know because gotta do that uh i'm gonna go with new first Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. Oh, so good. I just, brilliant performance. I, I mean, just, yeah, anybody who thinks not needs some help. Right. Because, I mean. Especially she, her first ever time acting. Exactly. Like, legit. But when you got Bradley Cooper directing exactly. you. Exactly. And co-starring with you, yes. I feel like that elevates your game. Agreed. That No doubt. I want to see her follow up. Because I really do think, you know, everybody praised her for her acting, and, mm-hmm. and me too. I'm praising her right now for her, But I want to see the follow up. Was it Bradley Cooper that elevated the game? Or is she that good? Right. And we're going to find out because I think she's going to get roles. Agreed. Um, ooh, David Bowie, yeah. Labyrinth, and tons of other stuff. Yeah. You know, Ziggy Stardust and like so many things that he's been. But uh, hell of an actor, mm-hmm. man, David Bowie. This next one, man, I got to tell you, Cher. Yeah. If you've never seen Mask with Sam Elliott, yeah. oh my God, man. I mean, she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Uh, she really is. I don't think it's nearly enough credit. I, I should <laughs> She's been nominated for Oscars and stuff. I, okay, she gets credit. She gets but, credit. But she's a great actress. She really is. I just, I, I really, I'd like to see her do some more too. Definitely. Um, Justin Timberlake. Yes. I know he's been in all kinds of stuff, but for me, Trouble with the Curve. Yeah. My favorite role for him. Mm-hmm. He's a legit actor, guys. I mean, he does comedy. He does drama. What, what was that movie that he did with Ben Affleck? Remember, like when they were drug runners or something mm, like. I don't know. I, I, but it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a great role. He, he can do all of it. Mm. So I, I hope to see him get more. Yeah, my favorite um, is uh, Alpha Dog. Yes. Yeah. I just want to see him get a full out though, like leading role. Yeah. Like Agreed. him carrying the film because I think he could do it. Agreed. I think he's that good. Agreed. And then I, I this one I had to do. I had to do it. Frank Sinatra. Oh, blue eyes. And the movie that I chose was one to pick at the millennials, the youngins. <laughs> George Clooney was not the first Danny Ocean, yeah. y'all. Ocean's Eleven was actually a remake, and Frank Sinatra was Danny Ocean. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Frank, a, a legit actor. I mean, he was a solid actor, and he was smart because they wanted him to go the whole Elvis route, yeah. you know, like sing every song, you know, movie and kind of musical. He's like, no, I want to act. Exactly. I want to do drama. I want to pick gritty stuff. So while there was some stuff that he did sing in, mm-hmm. he he's a solid actor. Yeah. So, you know, Frank Sinatra. That's Frank, my list. Yeah, some man. Some old and some new. Exactly. Good list. Good list. Now it is time to transition into the box office recap. Ooh, it was pretty slow last week. Uh, I mean, the only thing <laughs> really new that came out was Judy and Select Theaters, mm. um, which I mean did pretty well. Got pretty good. Uh, Three million. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did real. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but man, I because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of Judy Garland, and and I want to see it. Yeah, so. you know, you know, and the one that went out nationwide and probably worldwide, Abominable, that mm. new animation kids flake. It did pretty well. It came in at number one with fifteen million, I believe, around yeah. there. Yep. Um, and I predicted fifteen to twenty. Number two was Downtown Abbey with fourteen point three million. I predicted ten to fifteen. Hustlers came back up to number three. It was number five last week, so what the hell? So confused by that. Um, it got 11.3 million. Number four was It with 10.2 million. I got that one wrong as well. And number five was Ad Astra with 10 million. Yeah, I want to I wanna just jump on this here because the one thing that strikes 
I mean, you can't uh, you can't avoid it. Like you said, Hustlers jumped back up to number yeah. three. We've been dogging Hustlers, okay? We've been taking shots at it. We've been poking some fun at it, having some fun with it. But how bad must have Ad Astra or and Rambo be that they were number two and three and dropped below Hustlers, guys, yeah. the following week? Well, I mean, so, especially Rambo because yeah, it didn't even get in it. Yeah, so I mean, and that's unfortunate because I feel like. You know, I they were both better than hustlers. Yeah. I mean, I, in my opinion, I'm sorry, but they. I don't. I'm. I'm with you. I don't. I don't understand hustlers jumping back up. Right. I, I don't see it. I don't crazy. see it. It's crazy. Well, now going to the movies that are coming out this week, like we talked about earlier, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which we saw last night, and oh man, oh man, we'll talk about it next week because oof. We don't want to spoil anything. We don't no, want to spoil no. anything. But definitely it's going to be number one, I think. But I think with the bad publicity and the bad press coming out about it, I don't think it will crack 100 mil. So I think it'll be around 80 to 85 million. I mean, in, in the ballpark. In the I ballpark. think, which will still be record-breaking. Yeah. It'll still be the biggest October uh, for a film opening. So, like, I, you know, but I'm hoping. I'm just Open. right go see it people right. go see it let's get it that hundred million man hell yeah hell yeah movies you can still go see are abominable downtown abbey uh rambo last blood ad astra it chapter two hobbs and shaw <laughs> lion king hustlers and angels i'm Ball just gonna Ball. say though if you if you want to see rambo last blood and ad astra this week might be the time because right, the they time. might not be there next week exactly. Saying, exactly. based on what we're seeing if you want to go see it go see it hell yeah uh i think number two will be abominable with around 10 to 15 million number three i think will be downtown abbey with around five to ten number four i goodness Hustlers with around 5 to 10 because it's just bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. And number 5, I think, will be It Chapter 2 with around 4 to 7 million. Ugh. Makes sense. Super crazy, man. Super crazy. Now it is time for IMDb Pro's top trending segment. Oh, man. We love this app. We do love this app. Seriously. We saw a great post by, I forget who her name is. If you go back, we tagged her on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, she posted about acting and auditioning and when you audition do not care about what the producers or casting directors want care about what your actual character that you are auditioning for exactly it's all about their story their life and that's what it's all about and that's what this app is about so you can audition submit for auditions if you are an actor submit for basically anything in the entertainment industry you can make great connections by following your favorite stars your favorite producers and your favorite directors if you are an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry you definitely need to have this app it is referred to as the entertainment bible it is so it is. and there's a reason they call it that <laughs> exactly exactly well by no surprise the top trending movie this week is joker yes oh, yes so good so good and the top trending TV show is still unbelievable. This one's on Netflix. Be sure to go check that one out. It is having very, very high reviews, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, Caitlin Deaver, huge yeah. fan of Caitlin Deaver. Yeah. From Justified to Last Man Standing mm-hmm. to, like, I mean, she is a brilliant young actress. We should say she's made, like, moves on the star meter, too. She's she up there in the top five, no doubt, because of Unbelievable. So Agreed, agreed. And the star, I have no idea why. 
Uh, like oh, I, he passed away recently. Oh, did yeah, he? he passed away a couple weeks ago. Oh, so my makes, guess would be that's why. That's why. That's why. Sid Haig. Yep. So he uh, Devil's Rejects and like yeah. some Rob Zombie movies. Yeah, like, longtime character actor. Yeah. I mean, if you see his face, go on IMDb Pro. If you don't have it, get it. Then you can see what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, if you once you see his face, you know who he is. He's yeah. a longtime character actor. But yeah, recently passed away. I think uh, September twenty something twentieth. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, I but see. passed away. Yep. I see. I mean. I was thinking maybe he made a little cameo role in the Joker because I feel like that would make sense. Mm, yeah, it would totally make sense. <laughs> you know, it would totally make sense. Or he died. Right. Or but he I mean, died, what, it's either Joker or he died. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. We so <laughs> should say Phoebe Waller jumped up massively yeah. uh, because of her wins. Yeah. So and the Killing Eve, uh, Cormier, Cormier there, mm-hmm. her too. Just yeah. whoop. Makes you sense. Know, makes sense. You win. Man. You yeah. I mean, you win gold. You move up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now let's transition into the Billboard chart toppers. Oh man, music side of things. There's a record-breaking thing on the charts this week, and we will talk about it. <laughs> Lost my words. A, a thing. thing. A thing a with thing. a place and a person. That's right. Yes, but let's start off with the vinyl <laughs> album sales. Nine by Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, Blink One Eighty Two just released a new album. They are reaching like forty. And they just put out a new, like, early 2000s alternative rock album. So, wow. yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty interesting. Make sure to go check that one so out. So Blink-182 is back? Green Day's making yeah. a comeback? Like, everybody's coming back. Yeah, seriously, dude, it's wild. Awesome, man. It's wild. Uh, top digital album sales go to The Owl, the Zach Brown band. Uh, mm. I listened to this one. It is definitely different than what they have done before. Really? It's very mainstream. Really? <laughs> like, you, you know how they're like backwoods, good yeah. old country. Like, this is very mainstream. Like you can hear like the music mixers a lot with oh. the beats and their stuff. So oh. it's it's interesting. So right? his ass is not in the sand anymore? No. His toes are out of the it water? Not, like what the fuck? It's not. He is definitely in the club drinking some Chardonnay or oh, some oh, shit. Oh, I mean, man. Yeah. No more country fry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the top streaming. <laughs> Can you song. tell I like Zach Brown? Yeah. I'm just gonna keep quoting songs. It'll be all good. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, the top streaming song is still "Ransom" by Lil Tecca, and the artist of the week is still Post Malone with his album still at the Billboard 200 albums. Hollywood's bleeding. Mm. He's just rocking and rolling with that, and I believe it's the third straight week in a row. And with the digital album sales, the top radio song, and the Hot 100, and she got. Um, a record for the Hot 100 being the first female artist to be on the Hot 100 for this long. I believe it's seven straight weeks. I believe if I read that right. Wow. Uh, Lizzo's Truth Hurts. So congratulations to her rocking and rolling. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I just saw at one of her concerts, it was like National Adoption Day for like dogs or puppies or something. She had she brought out all the dogs that were at a local shelter at a concert and was like offering people in the crowd to adopt them. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. I love when they people do stuff like that, man. Hell that's yeah. just like great agreed agreed oh man thank you guys so much for tuning along to this episode of inside the crazy it was a long one it was was was. (laughs) episode 86 man we have to thank our guest one more time jake connor for coming on yes story about life his career and his piece of advice that he gives to up and comers make sure to follow him on social media jake hunter official on instagram and jake l hunter on twitter Make sure to follow. He's pretty active too. He is. So. He really is. Make sure to follow us on social media, the company at Crazy Ant Media, anywhere 
you are on social media because we're basically everywhere on we are. social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on social media as well, our personal ones, at JLoFantastic on all social media platforms. And Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right. That's right. May or may not be the year I was born. We no, don't you know. know. No. no. What? Or huh? just your favorite year for music or, or film it, it or whatever. Could be, because I'm not that old. No, I can't be that old. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so many We're others. literally everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, we are like ants. We're everywhere. Like, exactly. Just... Exactly. And be sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, and head over to the merchandise page where you can start rocking your crazy ant apparel. Man, I love my hat. I wear it every single day. Seriously, I wear my shirt all the time. I got to tell you, I, that the website is truly the place to go to find out everything about us. Exactly. I mean, it, it's maybe you don't want to know everything about us. But if you do, exactly. you want to go to the website, crazyantmedia.com. Exactly. I'm just saying. Exactly. You know who would be great to interview and oh, learn everything about? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy.